right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. That's right. And it is uh, the, the holiday special, Eric. We, oh, I'm feeling the joy. That's right. We, we had an episode uh, just earlier, but we're doing a little bonus one this week. We still have one coming at the regular time next week. But we wanted to, we, we're feeling the, the holiday cheer. We had to get an extra little episode in here. Oh, yeah. It'll be a little different because, sadly, there is no adaptation of this. For the book we're going to cover. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, it's still worth it. That's right. Uh, but it is lovely weather for a podcast together with you, Eric. So. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Even though it looks like shit outside. Yeah, well, at least for now. I mean, we don't know where you're listening to this at. For all True, we know, yeah. you're listening to this in Hawaii, so it might not even be snowing, but it's Christmas all the same. I mean, Elvis had a good time in Hawaiian Christmas, so who wouldn't? <laughs> yes, this is a fair point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today we're actually, there's we're going to break the usual structure of the show, because usually, if you're, I mean, if this is your, just, uh, your first time joining us, usually what we'll do is we'll read and kind of discuss one full comic book story, one full arc, and then we will... Uh, usually talk about an adaptation based on that same character or team right after that. Mm. Uh, like last week, we were doing a whole thing on the Watchmen show, uh, which we just got done talking about, which is part of the reason why we wanted to do this, because we did not like that book we just got done talking about. Yeah. So we wanted to, it's it's the holiday season. We didn't want to leave you, you know, driving to go see your family and then listening to us bitch about the Doomsday <laughs> Clock. Honestly, though. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to hear just us bitch about the Doomsday Jeff Clock. Jeff Johns definitely doesn't want to listen to it. <laughs> no, I, I think if he was a fan of our podcast, which I would sincerely and highly doubt. Probably not. He probably turned I, it off. I would bet that he doesn't. <laughs> hey, you never know. You, you, maybe we were his, uh, his niche podcast. Yeah, maybe he caught our radar. We, maybe we were uh, reviewing blackest night and he was like oh these guys love my stuff yeah right and i mean like, i did like that yeah you, we, we like doomsday or uh i think you were high, higher on blackest night than i was but we both hated doomsday Clock. i mean i didn't i mean i wasn't ecstatic about blackest night but it wasn't bad no it's not bad at all it's yeah. it's like a fun it's like a fun gimmicky it's fun. thing yeah it's fun. I, I think you would like the um the green lantern issues of blackest night i think a little bit more too at least that's how i felt okay because like the the what we we talked about when we reviewed the book was like all like the like event justice league stuff but mm-hmm. there's a whole like green actual green lantern story going on underneath it is this stuff that happens like it like in the cosmos yeah exactly like, that, that's where hal jordan is when he's not in the story yeah, yeah. like when we talked about it what so. is that like where do they stay what is their like capital the green lanterns yeah it's uh oa it's like the planet of uh, the green lanterns basically okay. it's where their whole battery that's is like where the with the movie was where he was like training yeah exactly yeah. It's, it's where like you'll see like a giant green lantern battery like oh, in the middle right, of their right. city yep. it looks really cool yeah yeah, it did. This week, we're kind of, uh, we don't really have a movie to talk about, because this week we're going to be talking about uh, Klaus, which is by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. The man himself. That's right, yeah. We're finally getting a Grant Morrison book in there. I know, I know. you've been dying for well, it. Well, I mean, it's not like we've been going crazy long. Yeah. So it's not like I've been we had You had to wait a whole waiting. 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah, a whole, like, two months. Because <laughs> um, this whole thing is, uh, at least the book we're mainly going to be talking about is basically Santa Claus Year One. <laughs> like, yeah, Batman, say, yeah. Is it, it's just called Klaus, right? There's no it's subtext. Called, it's called Klaus, How Santa Began. I think it might even be called year one okay if i'm not mistaken interesting grant morrison did seven issues as like the origin story of this character like his version of santa claus mm. and then since then he's just been doing like a bunch of one-offs yeah yeah. Uh, his, he says his plan is to do a bunch of one-offs like every year to just go back to the klaus universe and just do new stories yeah that'd be awesome because like we'll talk about this uh we'll break down this story more in a minute but like this story basically breaks down his origin and then each one after that takes place in like different periods of time like all throughout like history on earth yeah because like it's like santa claus you know like in the 50s or yeah, in the he's 70s a, he's been and, around forever yeah exactly he's an immortal being yeah so it's kind of cool how like once you tell his origin story they can just do anything mm-hmm. at this point yep uh and like especially because the way he tells the story and like he, even in this a little bit but especially in the one-offs like he just had like grant morrison has this way of just like including tiny little details of like the world building too which is really interesting oh yeah 
and like he doesn't ex- over explain it but like you get just enough to like fill in the blanks yourself yeah it's like just the perfect amount where it's not overbearing or it's not like just little enough to be obscure right he'll mention something like yeah and then there was the battle at the workshop and then, <laughs> and then you'll see like these like golden spires like in the north pole and you're like oh that's santa's workshop like yeah. there must have been like some attack and like, so, like that's all you need to know yeah and then somewhere down the line like it, it'll come back in some form too right um, but the story starts out with, it's basically this town in, we don't know exactly where, but it's in like some kind of like, uh, it's like medieval Europe-ish kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's fantasy environment. Yeah, because it, it could be anywhere. It's like a small town within a kingdom. Yeah. Um, because later the king does visit the town and like, yeah. he's like telling the baron like, what's going on here, you know? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, the town's ruled by a baron, so it's not like an empire. Right. Um. So Klaus kind of goes into this town that's ruled by this like uh, baron who's kind of like locking everyone in their homes and like saying like, no joy, no one has any fun in this town. Yeah, it just works everyone to death in the mines. Right, and cause, so Klaus is coming in and here like, what, I thought this was a Yuletide, like this is holiday season, like like why is nobody out celebrating, like doing mm-hmm. anything? And he's like, no, there's no joy in this town, it's all been banned, like the, the baron doesn't let us do anything. Yeah, and all the toys go to his son. Right, and so the, uh, literally the, the baron goes around like collecting any, like toys are contraband, basically. Yeah, it's like burning the books. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like 1984, but with toys. Yep. Or not, uh, it's like uh, Fahrenheit 451, 451 but with yeah, toys, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, <laughs> on. Going around burning toys <laughs> with flamethrowers. <laughs> Um, but they, uh, Klaus goes in and he's like, well, I, I thought, you know, I thought people head off for the holidays, which I, I wish I could tell my work. You yeah. Know? Right. I need Klaus to rescue me from my holiday shifts. <laughs> I mean, you look at that sweet holiday pay list. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Klaus is like, they better get time and a half. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> and no taxes on overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need Klaus in here. For real though. His, his name is victory the pe- uh, for the people. So yeah, that's it to interesting. Us. Is that, mm-hmm. is that like, is that actually what it means? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look I into think, the name. I think Klaus is a German word. It, I might. Think it might actually mean that. I don't think that's like made up. Um, yeah, so I mean that would fit perfectly. So I like oh, yeah. that a lot. He's kind of just like, no, we got to like give everything back. Like you know, like because that's what the whole uh, one of the big themes in this story is like karma. Like you, yep. you get back what you give. Mm. Uh, all these toys are getting taken away from these kids. And uh, he's like, oh, and like, there's this kid just playing like with a rock. This guard comes up to him and he's like, hey, don't play with that. And Klaus is like, hey, that's not even a toy. He's playing with a rock. <laughs> like, really, it's a, he's meeting you halfway. Yeah, here. like, come on, dude, <laughs> don't be a dick. Uh, Klaus is like, hey, come on, it's just a kid. Like, you can't harm a kid. And then so Klaus gets like the guards all grab him and throw him out of the town. Yep. He's like, wow, things have really changed since I've been here. <laughs> Get thrown out for telling kids to play with rocks. Yeah. And so Klaus goes back, and one part, I, and this is really cool, too. You see he has, like, a wolf who, like, follows him around in the wilderness and helps him, like, hunt and whatnot, too. You mean best wolf. Oh, yeah. Lily <laughs> Lily is the greatest. Oh, Lily yeah. is one of the best characters in this. Definitely. Uh, and she is, is, like, has magical properties, certainly, of some kind as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, we see... Uh, Klaus and Lily like out in the in the night like around a campfire. I love this. Yeah, and, yeah. This is where he, he, uh, Klaus like takes out this flute and he's like, "No, we need to um, sing a song for the Shining family." Yeah, which is so Klaus basically he like communes with these like sp- he calls them like the spirits of the North, the Shining family. Yep. Yeah, um, he's like Ian Dawson from Jethro Tull, just pulling out the magic flute. <laughs> <laughs> Have I shown you my LSD flute? Because <laughs> literally, he starts playing this flute and like all these like rainbow colors and everything start like going and yeah, it almost it all psychedelic yeah it almost looks like they're like reaching into his brain mm-hmm. um and we see like these spirits like these blue spirits uh kind of like going to like like speak with him and he kind of like loses it and he, he goes into like this like psychedelic trance basically yep and klaus starts carving up trees and like 
we he wakes up the next morning and he's like surrounded by toys that he yeah. made <laughs> and doesn't remember doing it. It's like, man, I must have been a, a tripping my ass off. I made <laughs> I made all these toys. And I don't even know how I did this. Like, I didn't even know I could make toys. <laughs> Lily's like, yeah, you had a crazy night. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's actually Lily that did it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Klaus is just stealing the credit. <laughs> yeah, Lily worked hard on all these toys, and Klaus is like, I did this. <laughs> Props to me. I made this. <laughs> <laughs> So it's almost like the Shining family is like giving him this mission almost like you need to like bring joy to these people, which is Mm -hmm. interesting because we don't know a lot about the Shining family. But that's a running theme in this book like we talked about. Like you don't learn a lot of the details about a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you get enough that like you know that that's some kind of like ethereal like other dimensional spirit. Yeah, you kind of get the idea that they're just multidimensional spirits that are kind of like guardians or... I don't know. I don't know if they're guardians or they're mm-hmm. just kind of like watchers. They just kind of come intervene when they want to or can. Yeah. So so Klaus kind of like communes with these spirits, and um, it's kind of interesting too because Grant Morrison. I uh, I only know a little bit about this, but he based this a little bit off of like uh, like a paranormal experience that he says he had like himself. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, and so he kind of like based the design. Off... Well, I'm sure some psychedelic drugs were involved. It could have been. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we I don't know the details, but well, uh, that's pretty common that a lot of people. That like with DMT and ayahuasca, a lot of people report extreme psychedelic trips with like UFO and alien encounters. Oh yeah, I guess you could argue like maybe it's easier to like reach or something like you're meeting. Yeah, a, like, you're meeting the visions halfway. It's kind or of break, something. breaking that tether so you can actually kind of like see through that. That void. makes sense, yeah. and that, that's maybe like kind of what he's doing in this comic. Yeah, too. that's like, his whole idea. I think with the whole shining, like that, when just... he plays the song, that's like him going out to like kind of like meet him halfway on that plane. Yeah, it's like him like joining a higher level of consciousness. Right, which so in. Once he's surrounded by these toys, he's like, well, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Might as well give them to those kids playing with rocks. (laughs) And that's like such a great setup for like, because at this point he's not Santa. He's just like basically like wilderness daddy. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, Honestly, like he kind of just, the what you all what you get is that he kind of just roams around the woods with Lily and just kind of yeah is a he, badass. Just, he just lives on the land yeah, yeah just a mountain man uh so but but now we know we you know we know this comic is called Klaus and so now yeah. he's surrounded by toys and we're like oh I get it there's now. only one thing to do yeah so, <laughs> so now the comic starts to kind of make sense and you're yeah. like okay so his mission is to give these toys back to these kids in this town where there's no joy yeah like that's great and like oh yeah as he he starts to go and deliver these toys to the town and like like. The Baron is like, he doesn't want anyone to have toys, so he actually starts posting guards on the doors so that yeah, way no one can get these He's got to, like, sneak in and actually start, like, sneaking through the night and going down chimneys. Yep, so that's <laughs> when the chimneys come in. He's like, well, they won't let me go through the front door anymore. Right. So... Yeah, I gotta put the the presents down the chimney. Yeah, he's like fugitive Santa. Yeah, that's 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 a really uh, interesting. And that's kind of what Grant Morrison does with a lot of this book, even in the one offs too. Is he takes these like little bits of like Santa lore and like Christmas oh, yeah. lore and like just ties it in in a clever way. Well, he's great like with that and just in general with a lot of his other work too. Like Invisible as hell as a lot of like connection type things like that. And even in like uh like Batman and stuff too. Like Grant Morrison always like. He doesn't take the easy way out where he's like, I'm just going to make my own story and write it all from here. Like, he wants to take the existing lore that's there and yep. make it work with what he's doing. So yeah, that he, way... he builds around it. Right. Like, and when he when he took over Batman, like, he didn't, like, just say, like, oh, I'm going to take over what the last writer did. He said, I'm going to make everything canon. Mm-hmm. So when he took over Batman, he made every single story all the way back to the Silver Age canon. Yeah. And, like, so Batman had to, like, deal with, like, what was that time I dealt with, like, the dinosaurs and the giant penny? <laughs> <laughs> and so like that that all became canon so he's like i'm gonna you know it's ridiculous but i'm gonna find a way to make it work which and, is like that's dedication yeah and he's one of the best at doing it right and it's like this might hey this is ridiculous but you're making it work I, i'm rolling with it oh yeah 
Um, so Klaus is, is going through town. It's basically like a vigilante delivering presents. And it's cool because these toys are like magical too. So they can like fly around and make like sounds and stuff. Yep. Uh, so they can- Yeah, they're, they're like, they look like just plain wooden toys, but like that, there's like a bird one that flaps its wings and, and actually sings. like flies. Yeah, sings yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which honestly would be kind of scary. It's kind of like a modern toy, <laughs> especially like this is like a medieval style, like like culture. Yeah. So like if they see a flying singing wooden bird, they'd be like sorcery. Oh yeah, it would be cool <laughs> if you give them like toys from like other periods in time. Yeah. Like, here's a PlayStation. <laughs> right. Here's an iPod. <laughs> what do I do with this? You gotta plug it in. <laughs> no, that no, they definitely think that's sorcery. <laughs> no PlayStations. <laughs> Um, and because, yeah, the Baron's son even gets jealous. He's like, hey, my, t- my toys don't sing and dance. Yeah, like, he's like, these <laughs> suck. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> and so, like, he's like, I want, I want one of the singing and dancing toys. And one thing that I, li- I like about Klaus, too, is, like, uh, there's always, like, a lot of characters who he has every reason to have beef with. Or, like, who, who even as reading it, you don't really, like, think that the character you're reading about has redeemable qualities. But mm-hmm. then Klaus will come in and he, like, sees the best in every character that's there. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a, it's, like, a great quality for, like, a leading character. Especially if you want it to be, like, your Superman character. Oh, for sure. Um, Because he, he like, shows up and, like, the... The Baron's wife um, is like there with her son, and like at this point, she's just been super distant and just kind of like not acknowledging what her husband's doing because she's like defeated at this point almost. Yeah, because like her husband looks like your stereotypical villain. He's like dresses all in black, black hair. Oh, he's like, like pale, pasty. like a like a corpse. Yeah. yeah, like he just looks like a ghoul. Yeah, because we'll find out later. He's basically consorting with demons. That's why yeah. he wants to wipe out joy in this town. Yeah, this mine that he's working all his like citizens to death, like mining. He is like there's a voice coming from the void in the mind that's like telling him what to do right so that's so like his wife doesn't really understand she's like my, my husband's just going crazy yeah like he, he thinks just, he, she just thinks he's nuts right and then like, we even get a couple scenes of him like in this like dark room like yeah. communing with this spirit and yep. like the spirit's like telling him things to do and he's like I can't do that they'll like they'll rip me to shreds <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm already pushing him so hard <laughs> and so like it, it's so it's interesting because he doesn't like really want to do these things yeah but he doesn't under... he doesn't think it's a good idea yeah but like he just like is like being compelled by this beast yeah he's he's definitely corrupted right so klaus goes up to this window and meets with the baron's wife her name is dagmar and this is where we start to get a little bit of backstory on klaus Mm -hmm. uh is um because he actually grew up with dagmar we see like both of them as little kids yeah like he's from this village yeah well we actually go back a little bit farther you see like uh we get klaus's origin origin oh yeah like uh this is like his uh Krypton ship falling yeah. to Earth basically is uh, there's this frozen woman like on the ice like holding up this baby like mm. you know like it was her last hope like someone take this yeah but like she just froze on the ice yeah but like the baby is somehow still alive just like in her frozen hands yep like just perfectly fine and they find this baby and they're like oh what do we do with this <laughs> and they're just like the baby is like fine like, it's the- a demon right <laughs> uh, like the baby's fine like this has got to be some kind of sign or something yeah so that the, the baby just like gets right that's Klaus yeah you find a baby that being held up by a frozen woman on a lake you you protect that baby yeah that baby's special <laughs> oh yeah and so like he and dagmar kind of like grew up as kids together and with uh, her husband too mm-hmm. uh so they all three of them kind of grew up together and so that like he wasn't always like as evil as he was yeah you can tell it's kind of like it's it's kind of your typical uh or kind of job general you know like uh, love trying klaus is the you know the really athletic and charming and charismatic guy and right. he's, and Dagmar's like you can tell she's really interested in like him the more then, highborn but like jealous because he thinks like everything like you know yeah bit, like he's like like this is it no no this is like the woman I'm supposed to be with yeah, yeah exactly like, what are you doing yeah so yeah then he's just left jealous 
And so Klaus, uh, e- even though like her, her son is like at this point a little brat, basically, he, yeah. he's like, "Listen, your son can have one of these too. Like this, I'm giving presents to all the all the kids." Yep. So like he he uh, gives her one of those like singing and dancing birds, and he's like, "Give this to your son. Like he can have one of these too. That's totally fine." Yep. Um, oh no, uh, she he gives her uh, actually no, that's um what you were saying before about like giving him to- different toys throughout periods. He gives uh. Her son, like, a, it's almost like a Transformer. It's like a... a oh, you're right. It wasn't one of the birds. Yeah, it was like a weird-looking, like, Transformer, dude. Yeah, because the bird was the one that he smashed. So yeah, yeah. Because it wouldn't work for him. Yeah, so the one she gives him is almost... It almost is like a little Transformer. It looks like a Transformer. So I wonder if that is supposed to be, a, like, a reference to, like, maybe a, a toy that, like... Maybe it wouldn't have been around now, but, like, one that Klaus just thought of. Because yeah. he has this, like, higher understanding of, like, just metaphysics. Yeah, because when Dagmar gives it to her son, he's like, what is this thing? Like, it looks like a weird, like, man bug. Oh, that's a really good point. Yes. Yeah, so he might be like, you know, thinking of toys that like just like from any period, mm-hmm. at least and, like ones that they can use. Yeah, exactly. And like it's like, and it would definitely make more of an impact to give him like a toy that like no one's ever seen before, or, like mm-hmm. anything like it. Right. And so, and there's one of my favorite scenes in this book too. Like after she like shows him the toy, yeah, this it's is like, great. Uh, at this point, he's just been like a little twerp, but like, yeah, he's like a Joffrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically like Joffrey. Yeah. Um. And so, but his mom kind of visits him, and this, and like you kind of. see... And like he's just smashing all the toys. Like this is how you play. You just smash the toys. Yeah. Well, and he's getting pissed because like uh, the like the toys won't sing or like fly and shit. So he's right. like, why aren't these working? And so there's this great scene of like his mom goes up. He's like, no, I have this new toy. Like mm-hmm. we can like figure out what to do with it. And he's like, I don't know what it is. Like it's ugly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, uh, what does he say? Oh, he's like, what if uh, like I'm a troll and I just smash him? Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll think of a story and we'll smash the toy. Yeah. And then he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, a kind of a cool part where his mom's like, well, that's one way the story could go. Yeah. But then it'd be over. Right. And then and then what do you do? But yeah. like, what if the story went a different way? Like what if you know he would did this went on this adventure? Yeah. And, like, she brings in like one of the birds. It's like what if. Uh, this is a dragon and like he got rode on the dragon and they had adventures yeah and she has a and like she even says like you know this was an evil uh, and she he's like well why would the evil dragon want to team up with the scarecrow yeah and she's like well maybe the 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 dragon was sick of being evil and like living on her like yeah on a high castle and like wanted to like you know meet new friends and try something new so it's like, oh, it's and you can kind of see it in his face. Like Dan Mora's art on this is beautiful. You oh, can yeah. see it in his face. Like I meet like the little kid. He's like, I don't know what's happening, but yeah. I, I kind of like this. Yeah, yeah, if we haven't said it before, Dan Mora is like awesome in this. Oh yeah, Dan Mora is like an art god. Yeah, like, like, I don't have a like he's like one of my top five favorite. I was gonna say this, this is the first thing I've seen from him, and it's like already one of my favorite. Yeah, because he does the colors on this too, and it's oh amazing. really? He does yeah. pencil and color. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, yeah that's it's, impressive. It, it's like a tour de force every time. Yeah, it's great. Um. But that's what I like about Klaus is like, you know, you expect, you know, out of all the kids, like, you know, because you because that's the whole classic thing about Santa. Like you always hear is like he's making a list, you know, good kids and bad kids. Yeah. But, but this Santa's different. He's like, no, you know, there are no bad. And we even get that line later. Yeah, where, there's even a line. Yeah, there are no bad children. Like, yep. he, he's just like, no, like they're they're kids. Like, what what could a kid do that's so evil? Like, he can't like, you know, have a good Christmas. Exactly. Well, um, and I mean, if you want to get technical, there are like there have been bad kids that have like you know killed people but that's not but the that's, kid's fault yeah that's it's got to be like it's usually like mental illness up, or like bad parenting yeah exactly like whenever there's a bad kid like 99 percent of the time like unless um, there's some really big circumstances it's usually the parents but fault. that that's his whole point is like it's all like it's not the kid yeah it's not the kid's fault yeah it's, exactly it, yeah like there's nothing he's there's no great sin he's committed yeah, yeah. exactly and yeah, because his whole thing is like, you, you know, you, you just got to keep, you know, seeing the best in people and working towards improving that because mm-hmm. his whole thing is like you you get back what you give. Mm-hmm. And there's a really great example of that that we see like what because we see like Klaus was the captain of the guard at this in this town at one point. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're out like on a hunt and we see like a bunch of like white wolves like oh, yeah. Lily. 
um, like in this trap that they had laid. And they're like, all right, the wolves are in the trap. Like, let's just execute them. Like, this is what it was here for. Yep. And uh, Klaus is just kind of walking around, and then he sees, like, a little wolf cub, like, who is probably, like, you're the wolf cub of the ones that are about to kill. Yep. And uh, his, like, captain is like, hey, do you see anything over there? And he's like, no, nothing. Yeah, it's like, God. I thought it was something, but it's nothing. Yep. And so that's, you know, a little uh, Lily is a cub. Yeah, it's the cutest. So, um, and then, you know, later when um, when Klaus, because basically Klaus gets framed for uh, Dagmar's uh, father's death and yep. exiled from the city because the Baron wants just wants him out. Yeah, that's why he left. Klaus gets exiled and like left on the ice to die, basically. To the, yeah, ba- it, literally left to the wolves. Yeah, and it was actually the Baron that uh, poisoned the uh, uh, Dagmar's dad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he basically fr- com- did a murder frame on yeah. on Klaus. Yep. Um, and so he leaves Klaus out. Like basically execution by wolves. Uh, he's like, you're out here. You're on your own. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. Klaus is like, all right, I'll, I've just lost everything. Like, you know, I, I accept this. Like, I'll just return myself to nature. Here we go. Yep. And uh, he, like, just leaves. He just, like, falls over on the ice, like, pretty much just uh, to die. And then the wolf comes up, and you see it's Lily. Yeah. And then he just like, lays on top of him. Yep, Lily recognizes him as the man who spared her and, like, just licks his face and lays next to him for warmth. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God, yep, that, that's exactly it. Like, you get back what you give. That's yeah. Ama- that, that's an amazing way to just show that immediately. I know. I love that part. Because that's, and then just not to go back to what we were talking about back on Monday, but that's the kind of the whole, that's like how you tell a good Superman story. You don't just go around like, you know, telling everyone how how hopeful this character is and how he inspires people. You show like acts that he's doing that like, yeah. like clearly like represent like what the whole story is. Like mm-hmm. you don't need, like not a word was needed for that whole like wolf interaction just to show you like you get back what you give like not a single word exactly and like and the art has a big thing to do with that too yeah exactly just trusting the artist to do a lot of the storytelling as well yep um but so shit basically hits the fan in this town when uh the miners you know finally hit their hit gold yeah because they they find out they've been digging yeah right they they find out they've been digging uh this whole time not just to get iron but They've literally been digging to uncover like a demon who's been living underground. Yeah, and it's it's metal as all hell. It's basically a giant like tall Krampus. Yeah, in his whole thing is like he wants to stuff all all bad kids into his sack and yeah. send them to hell. Basically, which is an old Krampus thing. He stuffs naughty children into, into his sack and takes them like to his like cave and punishes them. Right. Which God knows what happens. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> that just sounds so bad. Klaus gets cornered in this hut out in the wilderness by the Baron's men, mm-hmm. and they burn it down. And he's basically captured. And uh, the Baron's like, well, I left you out in the ice to die once. I'm going to finish the job this time. Yeah. And literally, like, stakes him down to the, the like, the ice uh, over yeah, like, a lake. Yeah, like, quarters him. Like, uh, ties his limbs down. Right. And he's like, you know, you're just going to, like, freeze to death on this ice, like, just yep. like this. And I'm, like, you're tied down this time. You're not living this time. Yeah. Uh, and so they leave him and... Um, that that's where the Baron goes, and he's like, "All right, it's time to summon my demon," and that's where we get our, uh, you know, Krampus. scary demon who yeah. wants to stuff bad kids into his sack. Yeah, demon Krampus. Right. This is where Klaus kind of gets his, literally gets his powers. This is where his origin is, because yep. up to this point, he's just been doing everything just the old-fashioned. Just way. kind of a buff dude. Right. Yeah. He's just been like climbing up buildings, just doing all the old-fashioned. Yeah, way. he's like a soldier. Um, but this is when uh, he's like tied up, and he's like, you know. The, the Shining family visit him. Yeah. Because uh, Lily's up by him. He's like, Lily, sing me one last song. Like, we need to talk to the Shining family. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so cool. Yeah, so, like, Lily, like, goes up and howls and sings to the Shining family. Yeah, and they look cool. They're, like, they're, like, geometric, like, crystal beings. Yeah, they, they look really oh, awesome. Oh, when he gets his powers? Yeah. Well, when the Shining people come down and, like, heal him. 
Yeah, and give him his powers. Yeah, because this is where he becomes an immortal being, basically. Because yep. we see him like basically they're like putting gems into his head. It almost looks like. Yeah. Uh, and, and we just keep seeing like fr- like just short phrases repeated. Yeah, it's like make better, make better. Yeah, like it's basically saying like you know things have been made poor like we need to make them better like mm-hmm. for everybody yeah so they're basically it's more it's like giving him more explanation on the mission they were trying to get him to do earlier which yeah. is like bring joy back yeah exactly um but now he comes out of it and he tells dagmar like i can't be killed anymore like this is yeah the- he says like i i'm i'm immortal now i'm not totally sure what that means but i'm i guess i'll learn yeah, along the way yeah he just he straight up says like i cannot be killed yeah and you're like oh okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right let's do this then <laughs> right and so Krampus is out, and he's, he's, you know, he's got a skull on his head, tongue dripping down. Like, Dan Mora's like, all right, I got to draw a metal demon. Yeah, I got some kids, I'm gonna draw the got shit some kids out of this. in his sack. Yeah. And because uh, at this point, uh, the barons, like, uh, the king and, like, all the other lords have visited. And, like, you know, they come in. They're like, what is going on here? Like, you're running this town like uh, like a hellhole. Yeah, like, like we're going to freaking send you to, like, prison, dude. Like, you are bad. Yeah, like, you work for us. Like, you can't just run things like this. <laughs> yeah, like, you're literally running, like, a slave town. Uh, yeah, so they're ready to stop him. And then, and then he's like, well, my job is done i summoned the demon here he is yeah. <laughs> you want to meet him yeah and the demon so ba- demon comes in starts wrecking shit up and starts taking all the bad kids and putting them in his sack <laughs> and uh, dagmar and the baron's son uh at this point like he's like he's pretty much uh, like dagmar's trying to get him out of town and she even like puts a little santa hat on him <laughs> it's yeah. kind of adorable and he's like you know we need to get you out of here right uh but the the demon catches up with her or uh and then takes um takes the kid away and the kid he's like i'm gonna put you in my sack like you're the worst kid of all yeah he's like uh, and the kid's like no i'm sorry like i didn't mean any of this and he's, he's, like, like, he's like i realize now what i did was wrong yeah he's like no it's too late you're a bad <laughs> kid get in the sack <laughs> and um and that's when klaus shows up in his inner dim- new interdimensional <laughs> cosmic sleigh cosmic lily sleigh oh my god it's amazing because yeah it's, a, it's just a sleigh of lilies well, yeah, because it's like, yeah, because there's a bunch of wolves like leading the sleigh instead of reindeer. And then yeah. Lily's at Klaus's side, like on the sleigh, and he's like surfing on it, like the silver surfer. It's so awesome. He's like, what? Let's fucking do this. <laughs> uh, the, the demon is about to escape with uh, with Dagmar and the Baron's son. And he's like, you know, there is no Santa. Yuletide belongs to fear and coldness, darkness now and forever, as all bad children belong to me. And then we we get this like a, a full page of Klaus just scaling the wall and like jumping yeah. up to take take down the beast. And he's like, no, there are no bad children. And like jumps onto the sleigh, leads him up into space, <laughs> literally takes the demon into space. And he's like, your flames don't work here. We're in space. Right. They, yeah. They automatically just turn to steam. Yep. And he's like, nope, you're dead. And cuts <laughs> off his head. And we see like it makes the sounds like ho, 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 Yeah, ho. literally just like ho, 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 like <laughs> mid swing. It is amazing. And of course, we get, and it's just gorgeous Dan Mora art and colors the whole way because he's oh, like yeah. in space, it's like so do, good with his cosmic sleigh, which just looks amazing. Like, I can't do it justice in uh, uh, audio medium. Yeah, but yeah, you can't. And he comes down. He's like Dagmar. I, I couldn't think of what to get you for Christmas, but I thought of the perfect thing. And like her son comes in. He's like, "Mommy, oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so you want this thing back? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it kind of just ends with like, um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's cool, but it's kind of sad too. Oh uh, yeah, because it kind of cuts through time at yeah, this point. It like shows him and Dagmar. Dagmar growing old through the years, like on Christmas. Right. But he stays the same age. Right, because he's immortal now, yeah. so he's never going to age again. Yep. Uh, but we see just like a different panel as time advances Christmas each year, them just like celebrating it each year. Yeah, and, and then like, Dagmar is getting older and older. Yeah, she's progressively getting older. At one point, I, I almost think that it looks like he's dancing with like Dagmar's daughter, doesn't it? 
I mean, it could be. There, wouldn't a, that be his daughter? That's what I was wondering because I don't know. It, Klaus might have a daughter in this universe, unless unless the art, unless that's just supposed to be Dagmar and it just looks maybe a little different. But it does look like a much younger like that. Her. That or it could be like um, his stepson's like wife or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe. like dancing at the wedding. Oh, maybe or a granddaughter. Granddaughter. Oh yeah, or... it could be. It could be the kid's daughter. No, yeah, yeah. That, but that makes sense actually, because yeah. he's like an old man when we. Yeah, see he'd him be later. like Grandpa Santa. So yeah, so that makes a lot. That makes sense too. Um, but yeah, we we see her as like an old woman, and she's like, I think I've danced my last dance, Klaus. But promise yeah. me, you won't dance alone. Yeah, it's like Peggy and Cap. Yep, exactly. And then um, so um, she gets buried, and then that's and her son is like, well, where are you gonna go now? Like, uh, he's like, well, I'm gonna. Leave and uh, I gotta deliver Yuletide to the rest of the world. Yeah, now. It's like, like, there's a lot of like sadness out there, darkness in the world. Yep, and then he's got a great line too. Well, like Christmas is only one day a year. Like, what are you gonna do all the other days of the year? And he's like, Well, I'm gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't say that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, he's like, Well, I, there's a lot of days left in the year. I got a big imagination. Like, there's, there's stuff to do. Like, yeah, like I'll find something. Yeah, there's adventures to get up to. Uh, and that's where basically where Grant Morrison leaves it because uh, he's like, well, I've told the origin. Now let's get into it. Like, exactly. Um, and so after this comes. Yeah, the the last page is cool because it's like the classic like uh, moonshot of like Santa and the Slade riding away. But it's like him like in space and the earth is in the background instead of the moon. Oh, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, that's the the first origin story of Klaus, the original seven issues. And I would definitely recommend reading these first. Oh, it's but, great. But the one-offs, honestly, and we're not going to talk about all of them today, but the one-offs are probably like my favorite part of this universe too. So I highly, yeah, highly I've only read the those. one, the Joe Christmas one, which is great. And that's, it's basically just art. So that came out last week too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely check that so out. So yeah, it's a quick read and, um, it's all, and read it, read it like uh, normally. And then after read it backwards, you'll, you'll see why, but yeah, y- it makes sense. It's a, it's a completely, uh, Textless and dialogueless issue. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really awesome, uh, interesting and experimental. That's all I want to say about it. And it's yeah. a, a tour de force by Dan Mora. Oh again, God, yeah, because it's like all it's like just him like doing the heavy lifting on this one, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Like um, I'm, I'm sure Grant Morrison like gave him some notes, but like oh, Dan Mora. Well, well I mean, Grant Morrison designed all the, and because the, the story. Yeah. The thing with and if you read if you've read the Life and Times of Joe Christmas, uh, it, like the whole thing is like. There's a lot of details in each page, and the, oh, way, yeah. and the way the progression works is that there is story there. Mm-hmm. Like he he must have mapped out the whole story like like himself, and then just included the details he wanted us to see. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's what I think a lot of, and that's what makes this story of Klaus so interesting. Is there's only like maybe twelve issues of this whole book in general. Yeah, including everything. Mm-hmm. But when you're reading it, it seems like it takes place in a universe that has like thousands of issues. Yep. Like you know, like it, it almost as if you're reading picking up like a DC book. Like yeah, when yeah. you pick up a Superman book, he's going to reference, uh, you know, an event that happened last year or, yep. you know, uh, stuff that happened back in the 80s. Like, it's all part of a living continuity. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's like what Grant Morrison wanted this to feel like, even though there's not that extra volume to dig into. He wanted it to feel like there was and like there was other shit going on. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love about Grant Morrison. So he's just so good at like world building. Mm hmm. Because he'll mention like uh, landing, like Klaus will be like, "Just I just landed on Earth. I just got done fighting the Time War on the Moon." And you're like, <laughs> oh, the, "What? The what? Oh, can't, no time to explain." <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's. Uh, I think my favorite ones that I've read so far. I mean, Life and Times of Joe Christmas it was really great. I also really like The Witch of Winter. That's a really good one. Yeah, I haven't caught um, those other ones yet. I still have to read The Crying Snowman. I'm, I'm going to read that pretty soon. Okay. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend Klaus. This was this is a really really because uh, Grant Morrison said that he wanted to basically make 
his quote was, I wanted to create Superman. Because uh, he, he, mm-hmm. he has written Superman. He's written two really, really good runs on Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he basically said, I wanted to create my own character as Superman that wasn't owned by, like, the big two. Like, or like the main... a Superman type. Yeah, he's like, I basically, I wanted to make my own character and, you know, have Superman but not owned by DC. Yeah, not owned by, like, a big corporation. Exactly. And so he's like, I want to design it from the ground up. Well, what better way to do it than, like, you know, I have all this existing, kind of not really existing lore, but lore I can work with, names and references. Yeah, exactly. It's something that most people are familiar with, and there's a lot of different, like, not only, like, is it universally known, but it's also, like, in America, our Santa's one thing. In Germany, it's basically the same like thing, but it has little, Christmas, little yeah. twists on it. And so, like, that's just all the more things to, like, kind of build around. And you'll see there's even, like, a Justice Society of yeah, you different showed, Santas. Yeah, you showed me some of those oh, where, like, so cool. yeah, the, I can't wait to read that one. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Just little stuff like that. And he, yeah, and, yeah. and, like, Life and Times of Joe Christmas, Joe Christmas is basically, like, the Bucky Barnes to Klaus's Captain America. Yeah. Like, they're even fighting in, like, World War II at one point, and, and he Klaus has, like, has, like, a, a Christmas shield with yeah. Captain America. <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome uh but yeah so i mean definitely read this especially this is the time of year to read klaus uh mm-hmm, it, exactly it's on, it's on comiXology unlimited you have no reason not to read it <laughs> go go get a free trial if nothing else you don't have to pay for it i guess yeah exactly <laughs> exploit the system although i will say that this book klaus uh if you buy that hardcover that it comes in it it's is, awesome it's beautiful yeah it's like, got like it's, it's got the gold like uh like, like trim uh, to the pages yeah, like uh, laminate yeah when yeah. you look at it from the side like all the pages look gold it, yeah it's, it's awesome it looks like a fancy christmas book. yeah so it's like really Really worth buying. Oh yeah, and like the damn and damn more art. Like, is that something you should own physically? Like, like for that, sure, it's like owning an art book. Yep. Um, but yeah, so highly recommend reading this. Um, quick thing first though. Hmm. So you, because you asked me earlier if they did adapt Klaus. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Who who's your pick? All right, so we yeah because we were talking because there's not really a movie we can talk about, but yeah. I was curious if there was gonna be a movie. Like, who would we cast for this character? I I don't know. I was struck, I was thinking my first knee jerk reaction was like Hugh Jackman because he kind of looks like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that could work. But there's a lot. I mean, you could. Uh, there's a lot. I like. Um, like I, if one th- pick I thought of too was like Brad Pitt, but he doesn't have like he's like too American. I don't know if he has like a British accent. Yeah, or like a European, like an old European. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so my knee jerk reaction, and this is solely because of. What ha- what came out today about Henry Cavill? I, I knew you were gonna say that. For but some I reason. I do have another one though. That it's kind of a wild card. <laughs> that, but I was gonna say like you can't say him. That's the easiest. Part. I know. Like this- hmm, who should I cast as a guy who walks around with a sword? <laughs> what if I've been watching this all day? Huh, I'll, like, just, a, I'll just go with this. A mystical magical man who fights <laughs> uh, injustice with a sword. Hmm. Who could it be? But no, that my wild card pick, who I think would be a decent fit, who's with a British accent. Michael Fassbender. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. No, I feel like good. I feel like he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. Get, oh, it, get him like a grizzly look. Have him grow out the five o'clock shadow. I just thought of another good one too. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but Nicolaj uh, Coster Waldau from Game of Thrones. If you just uh, dye his hair black. Which one's that? Uh, Jamie Lannister. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Or from Game of Thrones. Oh, I, for sure. That would be a work. great Klaus. That would be great, actually. Because he's kind of got like that wholesomeness to him a little yeah, bit. And I he's think. got that classic like Disney Prince like facial structure. Yeah, and like the big beard, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I think that'd be like, you just got to like, I don't know if he's naturally blonde or if he. Yeah, I'm not. I think he's, I, I think he's more of like a dirty blonde. It's in like real brown life, hair. So I, I think, think you can make that. Like brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but make a live action Klaus. That, that version on Netflix is not what we thought it was. <laughs> Wait, what version on Netflix? There, no, there's a, a Netflix adaptation, not of this. It's just a, a animated movie called Klaus. That's oh. just about Santa. Oh, yeah, the Disney one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, so that's not this. Yeah, we, did you get faked out? 
No, I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't think for a second. Like, where is the demon in this movie? <laughs> I was going to say, because didn't Klaus like, come out this year? Like the book? The comic? the comic? No, this came out last year or a couple years ago, maybe. Okay. I don't I had to check the year. Yeah, actually. I knew it was recent. But, I mean, uh, it's it's ongoing, so there's been, like, obviously that last yeah, issue yeah. came out last week. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, so we just wanted to, to come in and give you a little bonus up. Next week, we'll, like we talked about, we'll be reading uh, Daredevil after this. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the uh, the first six episodes, uh, the first uh, maybe three or four, maybe five episodes of the uh, first season of Daredevil. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about, like I said, Man Without Fear by Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that'll be our Daredevil episode. We'd actually have another listener request after that where we, 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 uh, we're going to finally talk about Into the Spider-Verse. And, oh, uh, that's right. I forgot about yep, that. So that was also requested. Do we know what comic we're reading about Yeah, that? it's uh, an event called Spider-Geddon. Gotcha. Relatively recent. Oh, that's right. Um, which kind of features a lot of those like other world Spider-Man characters, which is probably why they recommended it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it myself, so it'll be new for both of us. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, anyway, so we will uh, be back do it, uh, on Monday doing that on a regular schedule. Uh, hope everyone has a safe holiday drive home. Uh, oh, yeah. Keep an eye on the skies for, for Klaus because he, he <laughs> believes in you. You never know when he's going to start playing his flute and trippy aliens will come out of the sky. There are no bad children. Oh, yeah. Except definitely. for maybe yours. I don't know your family. I don't know how, how it works. We're not going to judge. There's probably people driving home like, my kids were a nightmare this holiday. <laughs> don't tell me there's no bad children. <laughs> exactly. All right. But goodbye, everybody. Yep. See you later. Happy Yuletide.